table. Now the Eagles to come back again to fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. All right, we're the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, uh, the new home of podcasts. How are you going, boys? Have a good day. Very good, thanks. Had yeah. a great week. We've had a good win. Yes. And we beat the Pongs in the cricket. Yeah, yeah. Great for sports, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Kyrgios won the tennis too, so yeah. it's all looking good for Australia right now. And I'll just talk to you off air. Um, I had the privilege through, through my work. We work closely with the Wirrapunda Foundation and I've got to work with a couple of the current day plays in uh, Lewis Jeddah and uh, Archie there today. So it was a bit interesting. I had a bit of a chat, so it was all good. Um, but let's get back to the podcast. We've got a big show ahead. We'll talk some AFL up first. Then we've got the final siren where we'll talk about the Eagles uh, defeating the Blues and in Bounce Sound we'll talk about the upcoming game at Optus in the Battle of the Birds against the Crows. We've got three games left, guys. Destiny's in our hands. Did we blow the chance of a home final? No. We had a, the only way we're going to do that, if we lose uh, lose all our games, we'll lose two of our games. If we can win all three, we'll finish top two. Well, let's have that. a look at it quickly and brief. We've got three games. One's against Richmond, so that's probably going to be our loss. Uh, I mark that down as a loss. Uh, hoping we beat Adelaide and Hawthorne. Brisbane have got both the Cats and Richmond. So they're going to be pushing it to win all three. They're basically going to win this week. So they'll slip into second this week because they're going to smash the Suns. Oh, you never know with footy, but uh, how can you not be happy with a 24-point away win in Melbourne? Mm. Um, yeah. Have we blown a chance? Not at all. We won. Yeah. And 24, that's a good... Win, yeah, you'd like to kick a couple more. We let slip at the end, but you couldn't walk away from that game saying that was a bad win. Um, blowing the chance to me is losing. Well, the difference between you win and it's yeah. as you said, it's in our own hands. Yeah. We win with second spot, top of the ladder, maybe. The difference between uh, Eagles and Brisbane is twelve points for your percentage. So Brisbane have got to beat whoever they beat by twelve points more this week to take us second, and that'll keep going for you know. The following two weeks, I can see, and I did my little predictor, and I had my Eagles hat on. I had us finish second, and I had Richmond third. So us playing them in the first week. So I, I can see, and I understand because we can still lose one and finish. I understand. Second. I can see Richmond getting to our game and and them looking at the ladder and thinking, can we make, can we make first or second, or will we settle with fourth? Because I don't think they'll want to play us in Perth. They wouldn't want to finish third if Lions or we are chance, even Lions yeah. at the Gabba. Mm. But there's a lot of talk about Richmond because we know what they're capable of and they have been playing good footy. But you look at the ladder, they're only one game and a lot of percentage behind GWS. Mm. I think GWS will win the next three games. Yeah, They've they got can... a very easy run. There's no yeah. top eight team. They've got a very easy run. 
I think we're like, oh, we can blow this chance, we can blow this chance. I would be more worried if I was a Geelong slipping down, having, you know... And Richmond, if they lose a game to us or lose a game to Lions, they're not even going to be top four. Mm. They're actually mm. the vulnerable ones. But the whole... As a footy nation, we're talking them up because, as I said, they're in a good spot right now. To me, they're the vulnerable side. And let's be honest... This is going to sound very arrogant, but if we do finish third, playing the Lions at the Gabba isn't the worst thing in the world because they haven't got that final experience. And I know mm. it's very torn, but I do think you do need, especially with a young team, final experience. Yeah. yeah, It's a different pressured game. And you just said the Giants, they are the dark horse here. Sleeping Giants. And <laughs> the Sleeping Giant, that's even better. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of permutations that come in the next three week. Permutations, is that the right word? I don't know, but it sounds good. I liked it. <laughs> and you, the Giants have got some big names to come back in that team. Uh, yeah, that's it, but it's... Big names. They've had players drop. And then is it Taranto and Smith being put in the midfield? Mm. And they're just dominating. Yeah, they're, they're such good. They've got the depth to you know play real good footy, and they're the danger. Well, they're my team to watch out. We quickly touch on uh, the membership tallies come out this week. Uh, Eagles had the biggest growth. They're now ninety thousand four hundred and forty-five. Last year they were eighty thousand two hundred ninety. So that's plus ten thousand one hundred and fifty-five. Uh, that was interesting to see. There was a, quite a few, a lot of growth in some teams and. Uh, Fremantle, it looks like their fans are voting with their feet and their memberships because they've dropped 4,000. So maybe Ross needs to look at that, but we're not free, but Yeah, a little bit of disharmony. Like You speak to their supporters and if you can have a civilised conversation with a group of them, a lot of them are, they're not liking where the club's going, they're drafting, like the fact they've traded in lots line. Yeah. There's a lot of issues there, so you can understand a drop-off, really. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's get on to useless stats. Uh, we like putting this in there. Um, there's a, quite a few here. Jake Lloyd from Sydney, and in my opinion, he's a lot for the All-Australian. Um, he passes uh, 10,000 metres gain, and he's the first one for this year. So um, that's quite a lot of metres gained, especially for a backman. Uh, backman tend to always, I think, Wayne touched on it because of the kickouts and... I love that from a backman because you're going forward, aren't you? And if you can his, get that many metres gained, yeah, you're yeah. attacking. I love but that. for his position in the back pocket, he plays more predominantly back pocket. Um, I'd love to know what Lewis Jettis is. I have him in my team every week, yeah. and he's he gets 100-plus points, so he's a really prolific... And that's the fourth year he's done it. Mm. We've just briefly talked about the Tigers, but have a look at this for Deja Vu. In round 20... 2017 and round 20 2019, Dion Prestia had 31 disposals. Richmond kicked 13 goals, 15 at the MCG for the 13th win. And exactly the same 2017. And if you look at their wins, 2017 2019, 13 wins, 13 wins, 6 losses, 6 losses, and 16, uh, 1,649 points overall. I'd love to know who does these stats. Who sits there and finds out this shit? You must do, mate. You bring up all these stats every week. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I'm telling you, it'd be a great job to do it, but I just don't know where they get it. And Reese Shaw, he's the 11th caretaker coach takeover since 95, but only one of them has taken a team to a premiership, and that was Paul Ruse. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a similar stat where a tried premiership coach doesn't win it with his next club as well. Because mm. people forget these stats. It's, it's hard to win premierships. You know? oh, yeah. And I saw like the complete reverse of this stat, and they're both a hundred percent correct. But it is one of those things. Like think about it. There's been what four coaches in the last ten years or something that's yeah. won a yeah, premiership. That's right. 
and they've, they've come from assistant coach roles too. Yeah, but it's uh, another nice use of stat for you. Alistair Clarkson has not won a premiership since his, all his assistant coaches have left. <laughs> so it's obvious that he was propping the Hawks up, Simo and Harwick, all these coaches of Vagan. So he wasn't the brains after no, all. No, no. Obviously, well, stats don't lie. The assistants and were you, making him look good. Well, what's Sammy year, Mitchell doing? You yeah. this year, he could have another one who's on, who's on the verge too in Fagan. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, well, yeah, Fagan, he's done a real good job. And the best one that's actually had, other than Haroos, is Neil Craig at Adelaide when he took him from 12th to 1st, but they didn't make the grand final. We know who did. He was in Sydney, so mm. so he's done the best since then. All right, it's question time, boys. So I don't know if you've looked at these when I sent them to you. So is a final eight set, or can the ports can port or dogs sneak in? And if so, who drops out? I reckon Adelaide's vulnerable port could sneak in. Mm. Um, that's the you know, I don't think dogs can. Do I don't that, think the no. dogs will. I think port's the only one that can sneak in. Yeah, I think um, now uh, and. Uh, I think Essendon had to lose all three to drop out. Yeah, I don't think because they... yeah, the game they got the game ahead. Um, they had a bad they... week last week, but I, they've been pretty. I've good. always said they're they've front been runners. Pretty good. No, I think they um, could. They could. Will Cats finish top in their final last games? The final three last games. The percentages are saving grace, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's like an extra game, isn't it? It and, will very much. Is. And they've got two games at um, Geelong, haven't they? Down no, in one. Geelong. I know. Two. I they've got two. They're this yeah. week and the last game. I'm, Pretty sure they they got two games down you there. You did hear Jordan Clark got injured at training. Yeah, he got today. injured at training got today. His elbow or something. Um, yeah, which is horrible to see for a young kid. He's been playing good, mm. so will that affect yeah. him as well? You don't know. All right, has Simon Goodwin escaped the media ref this year after his team was predicted to win the flag? No, I don't think so. I, you don't think? I, I'm, I do. I'm the comparator. I reckon. How can this? If that was everyone's like, got injuries. If that was Russ Lyon or Mate. Simo, he'd be getting caned by the media. He I, will I, next year if he happens to get I just think he's not, not even mentioned. Yeah, like, look, at that, look at the pressure on Don Pike. Like, yeah. I reckon that is the best example of it. Yeah, Don Pike's got yeah, a team they, in the they finals. They didn't play finals. They, they missed yeah. out last year, didn't they? Just Yeah. Yeah, but this year but they're back in finals. But I think you'll find next year, if, if Goodwin has another... If Melbourne have another year next year, the pressure will go on. Yeah, but... Well, there should be. If there was any other club other than Melbourne, there'd be pressure on him. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But I don't. I don't think so. It's not so much pressure as in losing your job. But, no, but there the should scrutiny. be a lot more. That's exactly. Yeah, there's no a lot scrutiny, more scrutiny on him. It's like, and they're oh yeah, I bring up this injuries, but and that's cool. But that's bad management having all those players going for off season uh, injuries, uh, surgery at the same time. You know? There's there's something fundamentally wrong with their skills. They'll get enough in the midfield. Oh. They get enough of the ball. They get enough inside 50 entries. And uh, we talked about this a few weeks when we played them. I said, I kind of... They can win most stats and they will still lose the but game. But Gary Lyon, oh. you know, he loves his demons. And he, that's exactly what he says. He goes, forward of the ball, kicking a goal is atrocious. Yep. Get somebody down there to teach him how to friggin' kick. Mm. Because bad kicking is bad footy. And you we can, say it all the time. You can understand a once-off. But it's, mm. that's just been the yeah. pattern throughout the whole year with them. All right, the Brownlow. It's come end of an era. Bruce is out. Ken Hamish. McLaughlin, not racial, as I've got written down on here. Can he fill the shoes of uh, old Brucey? I think he can. Oh, yeah, he can. He hosts his game day, yeah. but um, yeah, I like him. I think he's Gil flexed his muscles a little bit to get his little brother in the job. Who knows? He's well, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, they're always talking up who's going to take Bruce's spot when he leaves, and it's. Down to Brayshaw and Hamish now, so yeah, I think I think he will do a good job because I don't think they'll get as close up as Bruce gets yeah. to the players. You know, he's just about 
peckering on their cheek at the <laughs> by that time of the night. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan on how long it goes for nah, now. Nah, it's like what two counts an ad, and then they'll come back, they'll do a video montage, then an ad. Mm. You know, it goes for four hours or something. I heard cut yeah. down to two, and then they rush the last four. And they got the two hours. Yeah, they do. As soon, they, and as soon as they get a winner, it's a like boom, 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 yeah. gone because they run overtime mode. Yeah. Two hours, cut it down. Keep about footy. Yeah, two, two hours of uh, the dresses as well. So, yeah, that in. Uh, free brown, free rounds left. <laughs> Who's going to win the Brownlow? All right, Lockie Neal. Not too many players still votes from him. Mm. Who do you reckon? Well, I'm sort of thinking Patrick Cripps is coming home with a wet sail. Another one that doesn't, many players don't and still vote from him. They're winning games. I'm going with yeah, Bond and, well, I'm going with bon and Belly. Mm. Too many people to speaking him up. Mm. I haven't seen enough of him to say, but you have a look at the predictor and you look at the games where they've just lost and he's quite easily the dog's best player. He might not get best on ground votes, but he might get too many two two votes. And yeah, um, but yeah, it's interesting. You know, I thought Bond and Pally had a very slow start to the year. Yeah, I really thought Tim Kelly had a fast round. start. Yeah. Opposite, yeah. So did uh, the one I picked, Neil. Beginning half of the mm. season, played a lot better than he has now, but. All right, who's the best player in the comp at the moment? I know who the stats say, and I've just said his name, Bond and Pelly, that's what they say, but who do you say is the best player in the comp? Oh, gee, at the moment, um, I think Brody Grundy is. I think he's the best ruckman in the country. And I think he he reminds you so much of Dean Cox. Yeah, he's a good player. I reckon Brody Grundy. I'll I tell mean. you what, I wasn't picking him, and as soon as you mentioned him, I almost agree, I didn't even think about him. But the funny question is, if you could... Pick one player to have mm. in your team, and much as mainly because Gary Lyon has been talking about Yo, I would actually have Yo in there because mm. he plays on Crips, he plays on Five, he plays on these players that's mm. supposed to be the best, and he nullifies and beats them. So to me, that you would have to pick him over Crips, you'd have to pick him over, but for team structure, um, but actual best player, you've almost converted me to Grundy. Mm. I think that is such a good uh, choice because we've seen how much a big difference Cox can make to our side mm. back in the day. Um, yeah, I've almost he's converted me. I was gonna say something like Cali, but he's as we just touched on his form's not as great as it was the first half of the season. All right. I know you both haven't been big fans of the AFLW, but the Eagles got a team in next year, you gonna go see one? No. Nah. I might watch it on <laughs> TV in free? the background yeah. and just see if Even I can like it, but no, I'll I'm not going to a game. Alright. Um we're gonna speak a bit more about Josh Jenkins in Bounce Sound when we talk about Adelaide, but he's rumoured to be tradable. If he decides he wants out what team is screaming out for a tall big forward? Melbourne. And I, I said, oh, that'll Gold Coast. <laughs> well, I would have thought it would have been Adelaide because that's what they need, a big forward that smashes and... I told Jenkins. Josh. Jenkins. Oh, Jen, no. Oh, mental blow. This is last week when we were talking about Liam Jones. He's six The, the six, six. red-headed boy. No, no. No, no. That's that's no, no, I'm thinking who... What's his oh, name? That's um, O'Brien. Nah, so that's the ruck. Um, no, I know who you're thinking of. Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch. Lynch, yes. So oh. they got Lynch. I don't think he's as tall. No, he's they not. They got Lynch. No. They but got Walker. They're too tall. They've still got I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if Adelaide got rid of Josh Jenkins. I think it's more he wants out. I don't think he was happy. Or he was in the um, sample for weeks and he was playing well and he just wasn't going. Yeah, well, they reported that he leaks a lot of uh, stuff to the media. Yeah, and that's what the report is. Is that, but, big, is that a big riff with Pikey, apparently? Yeah, that's about, I don't think it's so much there's not a spot for him as much as it. he wants a fresh start somewhere else. 
All right, well, let's get on to the final siren. But before we go, I've given the boys a bit of homework to do next week. So tune in next week to see what the homework is. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I had to do a coin toss to see who had the advantage, and we'll let you know a bit more next week. It's the final siren. Well, the West Coast Eagles overpowered its younger opponents in the midfield and then outgunned it in the second half. Well, from second quarter, basically, to run out comfortable winners, 24 points. Eagles were 15 goals, 9.99 to Carlton, 11.975. The goal kickers for the Eagles were Ryan, 4, Darling, 2, Waterman, 2, Shuey, 2, and the rest were all singles. Uh, Carlton, Newman, 4, Gibbons, 3, and that little Gibbons, he's... It was on the list of many last year, and I'm glad he got a go. Yeah, and um, he's you know, won he's won the uh, VFL medal last yeah, two years, so two. good on him. And he's been runner up the other yeah, year as well. Well, done really well. Good on. There was only thirty two thousand at Marble, but it was pretty loud. Uh, a couple of our mates went there, and they said it was pretty good each way. It wasn't any, you know, you think out of the ordinary where people, you know, abuse each other and stuff like that. But there was something about the West Coast victory on Sunday. It seemed to be in control of the whole game, I reckon. And kept Carlton at an arm length all the time and basically just did enough to get over the line, you know what I mean? It was just mm. in control all the time. And yeah. They even actually slipped back a gear in the last quarter, I thought. I thought the last couple they could of minutes, have put their foot down. The last two or three minutes, they could have. They did a couple of easy goals in. I don't like seeing Yeah, that. in red time, it's, yeah. it but makes a difference. But they, they seem to be in control after yeah. quarter time of that whole game. So. It, and when I say they um, went back a gear, not. At once did they go into overdrive for the whole game? No. Even in the second quarter when they won, I think they kicked seven of the last eight goals in the second quarter, yeah. and they just seemed to be in cruise mode. It was just, and you got to give it to Carlton. They they put up, they went for it. But let's have a look at a couple of the the con- contributors for the um, Eagles. Shuey, yeah, twenty eight disposals, two goals. But Yoey, up against Cripps. Yeah, we had 25 touches, 16 contested, 6 marks, 10 tackles, 3 inside 50s, 5 clearances, 4 inside 50s and 4 scoring involvements. Cripps, 24 touches, 14 contested, 3 marks, 3 tackles, 9 clearances. So you beat him in the clearances. Two inside fifties and two score involvements. It's yeah. like what we touched on earlier. It was a beautiful game to watch. Cripps being two. one of the best in the comp, you know, by a lot of people judging yeah. so. Yeah. That's what I said. Picking your team structure, you got to have yo. But Cripps had Shui's him in the first game quarter. so underrated. I don't think people yeah. realize how good he kicked two goals playing in the mid, and mm. he kicked them when we really needed yeah. goals. When we were like, because even that first quarter we kicked two goals five. So yeah. it's like we have these quarters sometimes was in, very uh, yeah, in in accuracy, which makes it look the deficit look worse than it was. And Shu is the one that came on and kicked a couple goals and really stabbed himself almost. And I thought that because that. Elliot Yo did such a good job on Crips and was so hard at the footy, people didn't realise the contribution Shuey was having. I found there, there's an anger in him. Yeah, he's like I'm angry. I'm getting the ball and I'm going to make everyone pay for it when he does and he tackles. I think he does. Th- I think um, Shuey does the hard work, the real yeah. hard grinding out of that middle, and he does a lot of work. You, if you watch closely, he does a lot of work between half back and half forward. Mm. 
on the flanks and the wings. He does a hell of a lot of work there. Well, it's unfortunately only got six marks, otherwise he would have got a tomo. Yeah, I was going to say that. But um, I find it funny. Yeah. Uh, our, our, I find our midfield really does complement each other. You've got Gaff that's a real runner. Um, then you've got Yo that's real hard and strong and a tackle machine. Then you've got Shuey in between that's like an mm. amalgamation of both. We don't have this one type of player, and that's why we win majority of clearances this year. You that, know, yeah, sorry, you know the guy I really love, though, is Redden. He's... He's such, a, he's just such a little shit on the ground. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a little shit. He niggles them, yeah, up, gets yeah. them on the ground, has argues with the umpire, and he's pushing their head into the ground. <laughs> I, I just love what he does for the team. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of the mongrel yeah. that you need in the That's team. what you need. Down back, we had McGovern, 18 disposals, 13 marks. He, he ruled the air. Outstanding. Um, you know, teams are trying to work around him or go through him. Um, they, I've re- heard on a couple of uh, podcasts this week how sometimes when the, talk, the team is coming up, they actually mould their game around how to beat McGovern mm. going through into the forward 50. And to me, when you've got to go through and take it on one guy, it gives you a lot of respect that he gets from other teams because well, they know how he reads the play really well. Well said, was it? And that's why I think he has to be All-Australian this year. Mm. I can't, like, that game yeah. was just so dominant. And what full-back in the comp... Pick any other full-back in the entire comp where the teams have that philosophy, how to stop them. Yeah, and I, I, was, I was pretty surprised in our voting that, I mean, I think I was one of the only few that gave him a vote because yeah. I just thought he was just... Yeah, he was brilliant. So uh, Brad Shepard... does every week, that's what I love about this. Brad Shepard did what he comes naturally, he just wins the ball and he takes his opponent wide every week and he rebounds. He, he is, like you said, another All-Australian yeah. squad, but I can't see three... I can't see Hearn, um, McGovern and Shepard all getting into the final 22. For some reason, it'll just aesthetically look and they just probably won't do it. I'm getting get to the, the stage line. now. I reckon it'll be a travesty if they're not. Yeah, well... And you, look, you listen to the commentators. Like, it's the first time last week I heard them say, oh, isn't Brad Shepard... Un- he's, yeah. Isn't he an underrated player? Yeah, well, he's not underrated. He's telling us... Bloody Victoria. He, he's not purely defensive player anymore. He's really got that intercept marking and attacking game mm-hmm. style too. But he hasn't lost the defensive side of his game. He but has to be in that team. He's a great defender as well. Yeah, he's one he, of the few players he hasn't lost that, that, all. that doesn't lose, who actually defends a player. That He's one of the few halfbacks that do that. Sam Walsh, um, we are talking about Carlton because we played against Whoa, 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 was it, was it? Are we really going to gloss over and skip Hickey here? Oh, no. We've got to talk about Hickey. We'll come back to him. Liam Ryan. Oh, four goals. Sam Walsh, 31 disposals, one goal. You said last week, um, Sydney Sack. I've, I've changed my mind. There's, there's, no <laughs> way. there's no way this guy is going to get That guy working. is a star. He'll and he's a, his first year. He is unbelievable. He'll win a Brownlow within three years. I don't think the Eagles gave years. him any respect, to tell yeah. you the truth, because he was... Oh, he was br- oh, I'd love him in my team. Yeah, um, mm. I think it's a uh, no-brainer. I, I feel like... He was the front runner for so long. We'll try to find a contender to go against him. And then when he and I feel goal. like we all talked ourselves in the stack and Rosie. We've talked ourselves because they're great players in their own right. But uh, no, that, that's that's a season. I'm glad player. I watched the whole game because they're another cusp on him. Yeah, yeah he, he went it by a country mile. Um, Nick Newman, he had 24 disposals, 11 marks, and four goals for a half back. And growing my teeth. Um, so they have probably four goals that the Eagles could have done without. And. A guy that did play good for the Eagles, he got a couple himself, I think, but um, no, only got one. But his defensive running was little Rioli. He needs to work on that part of his game because there was three goals there at least where he was opposed to Newman. Mm. And um, you gotta you got to run with your half-backs. If they're going to run forward, 
you know, if you meet a team like, say, Essendon that, that run the ball, you, that's where you get a lot of yeah, half-backs down because that's where you attack from. Um, but like we said, they were the probably two big ones that shine, sh- you know, shone. Um, and, yeah, Paddy Cripps, he, he did pretty good, but Yo was got the chocolates on him. Oh, did you guys notice, and this is just a little trivial thing, and, you know, we won, so you can't say it's a, you know, sore loser aspect, but he gets a lot of clearances, and I've seen a Docker supporter even comment on this. Um, he throws a lot. Hey, he threw it. He oh, does not. And he's getting a clearance for that. Mm. So he's he's getting, like, they're all over him, and he throws it. I reckon I've seen it two, three times. Yeah. They're saying he got nine clearances where he clearly threw it. And as I said, I'm not saying this is a sore loser because we won, and we won quite well. But I just yeah, watching that game, that's probably, and I didn't watch the one, was it 19 clearances? Like last yeah, nine clearances. That was I last would week. love to go back and watch that game because I've never seen it. Just to see if he did the same thing where he's getting more of this players around and if he's just throwing it out mm. because they're saying they're not pinning him. And I remember pulling my hair out during that game because, as you said, we didn't quite break away. Mm. Um, so they're always there, but he just throws it out of these contested well, you look at, positions and gets a clearance. Well, for you it. look at the stoppages; they won thirty-four to seventeen. Yeah. Now, she did the other way with the Eagles. Eagles dominate with stoppages, and they got smashed mm. by Carlton in there. Um, but we smashed them in marks inside 50, 14 to 5. Mm. Um, and that's where you win games. You make your marks and you get shots and goals uh, if you're close enough. Um, contested marks, most of them are probably from um, Brass and McGovern, 18 to 10. Uh, pretty much everything else was even. The tackles was one difference. Hit out through a couple. Free kicks were even evened up. He was won all the possession counts. And but the clearances, yeah, Carlton won by ten. Yeah, I think um, to our, I think um, again, Jack Darling, his 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 form has just gone through the roof. His marks, I don't know how many marks he had in the game, but his marking power, yeah, is he's doing second good. to none. That's it. It's not just, just his standing. goals, is it? This year, uh, he's, he's so really strong in the um, air. I'll just quickly go back to those. Lines. Quickly go back to those clearances. The clearances were forty-three to Blues, thirty-three to the Eagles, but the centre clearances, Eagles won fifteen to ten. That's a good sign. So that's where you want to see your clearances coming out because you get off that, and especially if it's a closed game, you want to be winning those uh, centre clearances. Mm. Look, um, with the next generation um, page, we do the voting. We gave Yo three. Ryan too and Hickey one so mm-hmm. let's have a bit of a talk about Hickey because he's loving his footy. Uh, yeah. Nineteen but it, he's not in the same calibre as Cox, but he took marks defensively, took marks up forward, and that reminded me of Cox. That he used to mm. run, defend, yeah. attack, and he used exactly. to take these great marks, and that's what Hickey did. Mm. And I sat back, and you saw glimpses of what Cox used to. As I said, nowhere near the same player, but that's not taking anything away. Hickey, in my opinion, Cox is the greatest ruckman I've seen, mm. um, and I just loved that he actually got. He was like almost best on ground for me. Everyone loves their midfielders and big bags of goals, but what he did was so instrumental to us winning that game. I found I'm loving it because he he walks off with a smile. Oh. He's he's actually loving his yeah. footy. Sorry, yeah. we just, just quickly. I'll forget. <laughs> Seven clearances he got himself. Yeah. Seven clear. We talk about how great Nine was to Crips, yeah. and he threw it. Mm. Where he could get seven clearances on the weekend. That's a huge number yeah. for a ruck. You know, you, know, you know, I love apple pie and I love um, <laughs> lemon pie, but I really love eating this year my humble pie. <laughs> and so does Parksy. I don't know if Parksy listens yeah. to this or not. We both talked about it the other day. You know, I was wrong last. I was wrong when they bought in Drewy um, Petrie. 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 And I was wrong when they bought Everyone in was wrong with, about with that. Hicks. Hickey. Mm. And, you know, I take my hat off to him. He's really. And, and the great thing is, 
we're winning that without Nick and young Oscar Allen's doing a great job as that backup, yeah. giving him that and how five he's not in the quarter. How he's not in the oh, under twenty two squad. Show. That's who, just a travesty. Who the hell picked that? Ah, uh, fucking Victorians, mate. Uh, yeah, and just one quick thing. Uh, we mentioned this last week, but I'm loving Barassa's game since Scope has yes. come in, yeah. freeing him up. And like, you, you never see him spoil, but he's spoiling and intercept marking now, yeah. depending on the thing. And it's because Scoey's now there down back. It frees yeah. him up. I'm loving that those three down back. He didn't have the greatest, but see, Brass is still free. So you differ. Everyone's only had a shocker. But the guy who was on McKay didn't kick a goal on him. He played pretty well, though. Yeah, but he got all his ball up on the wing. Doesn't matter. He's still getting... Yeah, got him up on the wing. As long as he's not kicking goals. goals. And he didn't kick a goal, so he did his job. It's just a chain reaction. We'll we'll agree to disagree. That's it. We'll do that. (laughs) All right, boys, let's get on to the Battle of the Birds and Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. All right, it's Bounce Down. Eagles versus Adelaide at Optus on Sunday, 3.20. It's the first time the Crows have played the Eagles at Optus. I thought they had already done it, but they haven't. So maybe they've played, they played here against Freo? Uh, Adelaide. I'd, Freo beat them early in the year, but I think that was in Adelaide. Right. I don't know. We'll have to check that one up. Last five times they met, Eagles by 12 last year when we come from 33 points down and won. Um, that was earlier this year. That's no, earlier this year, uh, 2018. Mm. Uh, Crows by 10, and they were down by 20. Opposite happened, yeah. And they come back in 10, one by 10. Uh, that was in Adelaide in 2017, round 23, the last game. I remember it's because when I got to do my first thing on uh, West Coast Fan TV uh, with Tommy, uh, we won by 29 points. They got us in the finals that win too, from yeah. memory. Um, 2016, it was by 29 points. In round 23 in Adelaide. So that was like a bit of a useless stat there if you want to use that. <laughs> and Crows, again, by 29 points. So 29 seemed to be the magical number there. Yeah. And before that was uh, Crows by 57 and the Eagles by 58 points. So it just gone back and forth with, between these teams. They play similar footy. Um, but we'll talk about that a bit in a second. Crows have won against the Saints twice, the Suns twice, Swans. Frio, Port, Melbourne, Giants and Tigers. So you only can win against teams that you play against, obviously. Uh, Tigers and Giants are probably the two that stick out there that they've won. From memory, they got them at a good time when the injuries were ripe, um, especially the Tigers. Mm. Well, let's talk about injuries. Crows, they got Betts. He's got ribs, but he'll play. Mm. He'll definitely play. He's a test. Alex Keefe will come back in. He was on an ankle, so they basically said he's playing. Um, Yeoman's out for two weeks with a shin and Dodie's out for the season so basically it's you know they're probably going to match up what they did last week you know what I mean that's why people are so hard on them because all year they haven't had a large injury list they've mm-hmm. had a reasonable healthy list to yeah, pick their had, best 22 from yeah, they've had the and least. You, you look at their wins they've played Saints twice and Suns twice yeah. they've had the they haven't least played injury. any of those teams they've twice. had the least injuries of any team yeah. uh, West Coast injuries well Cripps he should be a test and he could come back in um, Duggan, as we said, he's probably gone for the rest of the year. Uh, Nick Nat, we're a bit unsure, but the word is that he could be ready for the finals. And Brander, well, he's probably gone for the rest of the year with his hammy. So yeah, he's looking yeah. like having surgery on that. Yeah, so. he, oh, really? yeah. It, it was horrible. Um, yeah. Did you just watch the game on the no, weekend? I saw a bit. Half time, he was the third leading disposal getter on the field. He had 11 disposals and a goal. Was looking real good, and he did his hammy. 
Yeah. Such yeah. bad timing. He was uh, playing on a wing, a big body wing, so and he was doing very well. Back, so, Bozzo was saying this morning, it looks like he's have to have surgery. So, yeah, yeah well, that's so him for the year. Um, you got another guy like Venables who's already been ruled out for the year. Mm. Uh, but Cripps is probably the only one that might come in. Um, who's going to make way for him? Yeah. Is oh, it going to be Cameron? Cameron? Yeah, like or, for like, but he's just got that Cameron extra. Or, Waterman. or do they take Waterman out and go super small? You, you could, but see, Waterman's... Waterman's he's a kid that's deficient a game, and he's kicking two, averaging like two goals a and game. And he's, he's doing the role of that freeze Oscar up to play, pinch it in the ruck. Yeah. And, yeah, unfortunately, I, I can see Cameron making way if Cripps come in. That'd be the only change. Just or a like Hutch. for like change. Yeah. Or Hutchie. Hutch could come in anyway. He could come in as well. So yeah. he played in the waffle last week. So Marston, you'd probably think you'd be on the fringe there, maybe. Mm. Um, didn't have a great game last week, but he's doing his role. Uh, look, let's have a look at some players at Adelaide. Tex Walker, he's a much he's maligned like uh, Marston is. He's 36 goals this year, but to me, they play him in the wrong position. They play him as a centre-half forward and high up. Mm. I, I just think they need him deeper and running in like a flanker. Mm. Uh, he plays so much better there. He's a leading forward. He's, he doesn't break packs. The person who breaks packs is Jenkins. Now, he changed his game last year. He was getting the ones over the top in the goal square, not doing the hard shit. Mm. And I used to bag the hell out of him, and I, I won't deny it. I thought, yeah, playing too easy. But this year, I've liked his game. When he has played, he's played pretty good. Yeah. And I can't, like we talked off here, I don't know why he was dropped yeah. and spent six weeks in the... I mean, there's, I was listening to the radio last night picking my son up from an airport, and there's rumours around that he's the one leaking to the leaking things to the press. This is what they're saying. So whether he is or he isn't, but he's obviously not in. Um, is this Brennan? Uh, no, uh, Jenkins. Oh yeah, but your son? No, 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 my other oh, son Sam. Right. He was away, but I, my, but also he's obviously not in with Don Don Pike as well. Yeah, well, there is rumours about Pikey, you know, he players not, you're not having the players behind him, but, you know, Tex Walker and all that said they're way right behind him, so, but they've got to say that. Mm. Um, Sloan and the Crouch brothers, they're pretty good, so you can't give them any um, leeway, can you? You've got to give them no. the full respect. Even though I think the Crouch players get a lot of easy ball behind play, uh, that's how they wreck the numbers up, a lot of handballs behind. Brady Smith, to me, is the best player at Adelaide. To me, I agree. Yeah. He, he is brilliant. Um, what he does is unbelievable. And yeah, can you play a tag on a, a player like him? Yeah, it's a hard one. But I think uh, this is where I think Hutchie could come in this week because Rory Atkins is a real. Um, he's got, a guy who's a very big barometer for this team. If he's playing well, you find Adelaide are playing. I've got Rory Atkins in the top four or five players at that club, mm. but his disposal lets me down. Yeah, it's. We, we, we always talk about bad kicking and, you know, how it's bad footy. His disposal to me, it averages around about 60% for the year. And, you know, but like I said, he's one of those guys you got to put your work into because he can yeah. cut you up. He's, you know, I think he's a, you reckon Dan, I think he's a barometer for that um, Truth be told, if they don't have a great disposal efficiency, I want them with the ball. Because mm. if they bomb it forward, we have these intercept marks. We touched on earlier, Shep even turning his game into attacking Shep. Um, so I, I, I want him to have the ball. I would always go with Sloan. Sloan doesn't handle a tag well. If he gets off the chain, he's great. So he's the one I would tag, and I'll let Atkins go because of his disposal efficiency. It's the same that they do with Oliver, um, but they did tag him in that last quarter. Mm. I think it's the same Atkins. If they get off the chain, that changes structure. You've got to be able to go in the game, change your plan, and then tag a player that's getting off. 
Tom Lynch now, he's a player. Um, they do a lot of attacking for him. Well, they did last year. I haven't watched enough Adelaide games this year to see if he's playing the same role. But if he's playing that, he he seems to be the way. If he's on fire, Adelaide are good. Mm. And, and Rory Led's one to watch too off, oh, off the back. What about Rory Led? Yeah, he's oh. he's um, he's a real ball magnet. Off he's he's sort of like our. Uh, he's like a bit like Jetta off our back line. He he rules that back line for Adelaide. So he's one and they got Talia. Yeah. So the, the that's th- probably their strength. I reckon. Well, Talia, Talia will be on the either. Big defender. When you look at it a whole, we play pretty similar game plans. We both move the ball slow out of defence, and then we go for it. Right now, I think Adelaide play too slow out of defence, and that's sometimes a downfall. And if you can slow them right down, you're going to win. But it's going to be interesting to see where the game is won. And we always say it's a midfield, but will it be the midfield where the game's won? Mm. Oh, will I'm, it be defence? I'm, I'm usually more we attack from defence, but this game, like, I hate to just say it because you just said we always say but I reckon midfield is where we're going to win this game. Mm. I think they've got good backs, and I think they've got an all right forward line. And it was only two years ago that people were saying it was the best forward line. Mm. It's definitely not, but that comment was made. Um, I reckon it is the guts where we've got to win this game. Um, and a player that's well, Bryce Gibbs. Well, where, where's he at? Is he even playing the weekend? He's yeah, he's, he's, an, he's another. No, I mean this weekend. I reckon he's another one that's gone. I don't think he's happy there. Why would you play at a club where you're not happy? But he just come back. They yeah. just gave yeah, up they, two they, first they, round draft picks for him. I realise that, but he's been dropped like three times this year, and mm. after not too bad of games. Um, he's. I don't know if it's a positional thing. They play him on the half bat. I don't know if he likes that. I don't know what it is, but he's another player you're hearing so many whispers about not enjoying his time there and wanting out of Adelaide. What do you, what's your view? Well, I, I think he, I mean, I, I'm not sure why he wouldn't um, relish the role off half back myself or back lot. You know, he's like Lewis Jetta. I mean, Lewis Jetta was one of the great wingmen when he's playing at Sydney, but he had to modify his game because he can't do that anymore. And Gibbs is a, as a good a disposal as Jets. Oh, to now, me, the guy's a gun. Yeah, and he's. I think his days being the number one mid is probably gone, but he would still do a lot of damage in that half-back line. Oh. I'm not sure why he's not rel- playing there or relishing it. I think you he's just got to wonder role. what's going on if mm. he's not getting yeah. the game because um, you paid, like I said, two first-round draft picks for him, and um, that's a big... I think, he had, big I think he had good possessions last week. Yeah, he's, I, think he did, I think he did but pretty well. But he had good possessions about five, six weeks ago, and then he got dropped. He had a goal and 25 and like, disposals one time when he got dropped. What the hell's going on there? Um, but like you said, we don't know what goes on behind the doors no. of some clubs. I do have a few people that are connected at the Crows, and uh, you just don't know what to believe what comes out. Um, it's going to be interesting because the Crows need to win this to stay in the eight, and the Eagles need to win this to stay in the top two. Hmm. So... It could end up in a big shootout. Who knows? But sometimes when we think we've got the wood over Adelaide, they've come back and won pretty easy and vice versa. Um, but because it's at Optus, I just can't see where Adelaide are going to win this game. I'll be very dark if we actually lose this one. And you don't hear me say that often. I'm, I'm nervous about a lot of games. But in my opinion, we had a shaky start to the season. They were the opposite. They had a great start to the season. We went over there and beat them in Adelaide, and I still rate that as one of our best games of the year because it was such a good comeback in hostile territory. If we can do that, beat them when they're flying and we're 
you know, yeah. not in our best form, and it, a lot of players with no pre-seasons we've touched on many a podcast, how can we not beat them when we've got quite a solid team and at off the stadium? If you look last week, Rory Laird had 38 possessions, 17 kicks, 21 handballs, 12 marks. Um, Bryce Kidd's had 29 positions, 19 kicks, 10 uh, handballs, 5 marks. Um, the Crouch boys had 35 and 29 positions. Rory Sloan had 23. The Crouchers are accumulators. That's yeah. what they are. So they, had, they were the top six possession getters on the ground. Uh, or Billings was 26 for St Kilda. So... I can see Roy, I can see Jackson Nelson coming in here too, playing a role. Yeah, he plays that shutdown really well. So he's going to he's gonna play on bets. Eddie, Eddie yeah. bets. Oh, gee. Oh. Aaron Shepherd. I think Brad Shepherd. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, I think we've got a lot of young defenders. Um, they won't get those numbers this week. Will they against play, the Saints? Will they play Jenkins? Yeah, I reckon they'll play him for sure. I reckon they're crazy if they don't. They'd have to. We'd. we'd with they have to play Jenkins against us because if they so don't, they're handing us a game. Yeah, either McGovern or um, McGovern yeah. or um, Tommy will just go free. Yeah, they have to play. They have to play him. He's the biggest guy, and the, and he, you know, if if they don't play him, I'll just say Eagles going to win easy. So, um, well, let's get to our winner and margins and that. What do you reckon? Eagles by twenty-seven. First goal. I reckon Darling, uh, not Darling, sorry, I said that last week. I reckon JK, I don't know, I just think he's might take a good mark. Took him a while to get into the game last week, kicked three points. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, one hit the post, so... But a, a lot of his games where he hasn't had that bigger goal tally, he's actually had the chance that he just missed a few. Yeah. You know, that's happened a few times. Yeah, yeah last week, if he he kicked one goal five, I think, or one goal four, yeah. if he kicked four goals one or five yeah. goals one, we would have said... Geez, another great game by Jake. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. He's, he's, so, he's thereabouts, I find, even though his numbers don't show that. But you're right, he wasn't he's, in the game a lot. He had another guy at Darling as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've seen that twice. It was the first yeah. time I've seen that ever, yeah. twice in two weeks. So yeah. uh, maybe he's just getting frustrated, you know, I don't know. You get grumpy when you hit 30, oh, I, let's <laughs> be honest. We all did. I think, you we'll, get 50, I think we'll win by 21. <laughs> and I think... Um, I think... Shoey will be BOG, and I think first goal this week will be Willie. All right, well, I'm going to go Eagles by 29 for some reason. The 29 just keeps coming up when we went over the uh, margins over there. So I love if it happened again. Uh, best and ground, I'm going to go Yoey. I just think he's in a purple patch, and I think he's hungry. 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 Jesus Christ, hungry. Um, and first goal, well, I cut him last week. And I think he nearly got first goal then, didn't he? But Petricelli. Yeah. But Petricelli. <laughs> well, that's funny because I was actually, when you were talking about bets earlier, I'd take the 12 goals out of his 35 tally. He hasn't kicked, and he's one of the small, best small forwards in the He hasn't kicked many yeah, well, Petricelli, and Petricelli's missed a lot of games. So well, you, he's you, a bit of a damning stack when you don't count those 12 goals. You just said you get grumpy when you're 30. He's probably on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. And, you know, his best football's probably behind him. As most players, when they get to 30, the best football's behind them. Mm. Um, but you've got to give him that respect because, you know... Still a good player, bags. yeah. I'm just, mm. yeah. And, and, you know, he kicks him out of his ass as well. So... Um, Look, when he's on fire, Crows are on fire. So when they get all their main players going, they're good. But yeah. um, can they get it all on the park? Is there too much shit going on at the club for them to get the best out of each other? But like I said, they've got to win to stay in the eight because if Port win, Crows are in, Port are out. Yeah. And I don't know what 
Adelaide got afterwards, but... Speaking uh, of ladder changes, you said 29. So, basically, points. they'll have to kick 42 or above lines against yeah, the Suns to, to yeah. still second spot from us. Well, I reckon I reckon uh, Brisbane will cane the Suns. So. I, I don't know. I, I think Zorko is very crucial to that team. So, if he's out with a bad hammy, who knows what can happen? Because Suns are very unpredictable. Like, teams are smashed by 100 points, you know, and then... They've pushed other teams, you know what I mean? Yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. People are probably going to get frustrated if, to say, Brisbane uh, do win by a big margin and take second spot. It's not the end of the world because we've got two more games to go. Oh, that's it. And they have got Geelong and Richmond. Um, I'm just looking now for Adelaide's the, next three got, games. They've, they've got, got Collingwood, uh, Collingwood and Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Mm. Yeah. So they've got Collingwood at home. Collingwood play really good in Adelaide mm. as well. Um, so they're gonna ha- they're gonna come out fighting because they need to win because Port Adelaide have got Swans, Roos, and Fremantle, mm. so they're three winnable games there for the Port. Yeah. So no, no such thing as an easy game this year. No, you, like, you said it. You said it at the top of the show. It's hard to win premierships. Yeah. It's hard to win a game of bloody footy yeah, week bloody, to week. Especially you. What I've always said: twelve will get your finals. Fourteen will get your top four. Sixteen will get your you know top, top two. two. 14 might not be enough for top four. You might find yourself in fifth and just yeah. miss out percentage this year, which is unbelievable. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, that's our wrap-up with uh, the game against Adelaide. Um, hopefully, we come away winners. Tune in next week. We're going to have a bit of a big show. Um, it's getting towards the end of the season, so we might chuck in a few different uh, things to talk about. Um, Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can download our shows from SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and plenty others. Or look on Podcast Central on um, Facebook. There's a few different um, podcast shows getting on there now, so um, that's where you want to go and join us in next week, boys. No worries. Thank you. Take it easy, guys, and go Eagles. Craft leads the charge. Now Nelson beautifully read by Shepard. <laughs>